the nonprofit MBA purpose is to provide new business insights and fresh creative ideas for executive directors and their teams that will help them improve their organization. Here is your host, Stephen Holastic. Hello, everyone. My name is Stephen Holastic, and I'm co-founder of Financing Solutions. Financing Solutions is the leading provider of lines of credit to small nonprofits in the United States. Our line of credit program is easy, inexpensive, and costs nothing to use, making it a fantastic cash backup plan for your nonprofit. If you'd like to learn more about the program, please visit us at nonprofitmbapodcast.com or call us at 862-207-4118. If you decide to apply today, we will even give you a $250 credit on file. And just remember, the time to set up your line of credit is today, not when the emergency actually comes up. And considering that it costs nothing to set up and nothing when it's not being used, it makes complete sense. Uh, today, I am excited to be welcoming uh, Delachey Strouder from Mosaic Youth uh, Theater of Detroit. Uh, uh, Delachey is a champion of arts and culture and uh, its inherent ability. Uh, I'm sorry. She's a champion of arts and culture and is inherently uh, abil- an inherent ability to motivate, empower, and mobilize. Delachey celebrates every opportunity to inspire individuals and communities to embrace the arts as vehicles for positive change. She is the executive and artistic director of the internationally acclaimed uh, Mosaic Youth Theater of Detroit, a creative youth development organization that uses the arts to mentor, empower, and support youth to, to, to thrive. As an artist and an arts administration uh, administrator working at the intersection of education, arts and culture and social justice. She knows firsthand how music and theater can foster engagement, transfer communities and increase opportunity and promote equity. Delachey, welcome to today's entrepreneur, I'm sorry, nonprofit MBA podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to talk with you. Yeah, I'm sorry to my guests for screwing that all up. Uh, <laughs> I changed this all format and, you know, I've done 90 episodes and uh, I changed it up today and it kind of screwed me up a little bit. So I, I do apologize. Congratulations on 90. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you. So, you know, today's uh, topic, nonprofit core values, uh, envisioned futures and leading forward, um, you know, it's hard to step away from the day-to-day, isn't it, to kind of focus on the bigger picture. And yet, it's the bigger picture, like values, like envisioning future, and like leading, that really makes the difference in your organization, doesn't it? Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, there, is, there is power in being present in the moment. And also, um, I think in nonprofit, we have a tendency to um, bury our heads, you know, or, or zero in to, to focus on the, the right now in order to make sure that, um, particularly in the last two years, that, that things are staying afloat, that we're able to meet the needs of the people that we get to walk with um, and meet people where they are. And also, um, we have to remember why the nonprofit was created to begin with, right? It's less about... Um, today and more about the future, what what we are hoping that the world will look like 10, 20 years from now. And so we have to 
give ourselves permission to um, think about, you know, are our values aligned with the, the greater mission of the organization, with the direction that we're hoping that our communities and, and by extension, the greater world will um, head in um, and to really dream a bit, right? If, if there's such a, a, a beauty and power in dreaming. Yeah, you know, it's funny, you know, I, you should mention all this. I just thought about, uh, I just joined a nonprofit board. Um, it's called Wean Dream. They're about a $600,000 small nonprofit. It's about six years old. And what they do is they bring, um, they, they collect used um, Halloween kids costumes and they donate them to kids who can't afford the costumes. And uh, so I came on the board and um, the first thing I'm doing is, like I'm applying everything I know about business and, and, and to help them. And um, the first thing I have them doing is taking a step back and uh, building their strategic plan. So they're, and included in that is their values, their vision and, and, you know, where they want to go and how they're going to get there and, and their measurements and all that. And when I said that to the executive director, like I said, you know, I, I, I think we really need to do this. She, she lit up. <laughs> because she was so busy doing the day to day that, and, and especially when I, in the first meeting and she told me what she wanted to do. And I was like, wow, that's like, it's, she was doing so many of these little stuff that she, she got, you know, she wasn't thinking about what the bigger picture is and what, what, and, you know, and, so she was so busy doing instead of just taking a step back. And that's what I was, I think I'm helping her with that a lot. So, you know, that's why I think what you're talking about is core values, envisioning the future and leading forward is such an important topic. So, so did you, when you started your organization, uh, uh, did you thought, or, or I'm not sure if you started it, but when you were, came into your organization, was that a natural thing for you to understand values and, and everything else? So I came into the organization as a young person. I'm an alumna of, of Mosaic, um, and I came into this role after the founder retired. Uh, values is is important in my family and in, in the in my community, um, but in terms of an organization having values, I wouldn't say that at my 15 year old self <laughs> knew about um, knew about that uh, in in arts and culture. Uh, theater and music, the ensemble develops a um, a culture in its in its own. It has a set of values that it holds um, in high regard in order to build the kind of trust that is needed to be vulnerable to create music that moves people to you know be conduits of pos- positive change. And so, um, throughout my leadership journey, both as a teen and now as an adult. Um, I would say that certainly values, although I didn't call it that at the time, um, has always been a very strong um, motivator for me, as well as uh, very important. And so um, as I came into this role, uh, having the conversation with first the young artists who we get to walk with, um, and then with the adults that are um, also stakeholders of the organization to have a better understanding of why Mosaic um, and to what end. And based on those things, you know, the, the why and then, OK, how do we do that? 
Um, and our board was really gung-ho about leaning into who, who are we and what, what are we doing and how do we do it? And so we actually spent quite a bit of time um, in 2020 just answering those questions and then um, picking apart our answers to those questions, which ultimately came down to our, our core values. And it really reflects uh, the mosaic model uh, for youth development through the arts. Um, it's about creating safe space. It's about striving for excellence. It's about, you know, building community. Um, all of those things continue to continue to bubble to the top. So we we have a strong understanding of of the need for us to stay rooted in those values in order to be authentically who we are, um, in order to get the work done. Now, was it was it a lecture that you went to? Was it what is it? Was it a consultant that talked to you about it? you know, the who, what, and what we are, um, or was it um, something you read? Was it, if you remember, was it someone on the board that said, hey, wait a minute, we need to do some more work in this area? What what was it? Uh, so one of our board members, uh, Marty Singer at the time, uh, who uh, is the, um, who leads the Cellular Family Foundation, he, um, wanted us to explore a different way of thinking about um, planning and envisioning. We recently completed our strategic plan and um, wanted to, to dial in more. And so we he took us through this process of mission mapping. And during that mission map, which was also a, a um, parallel path that I'd been doing with the young artists in our program, asking and answering those questions in a variety of different ways so that we were all equi better equipped to tell the story of Mosaic um, and wanting to make sure that we all were speaking the same language, right? Because depending on where you enter the work with the organization, you might have a different perspective of um, what it does or what your pet project is and wanting to really tell the holistic story um, of the organization and the impact that we can have. Um, have had and can have in the future. What do you think? So once you did that work, how do you think it changed your, uh, either the, how did it change your organization or how did, cause I'm sure that changing the organization, you know, that takes time, but uh, how did it change your meetings and the board? How did it change how you worked? How did it change the, the more tangible things? It made it made everything make sense um, because we were all now speaking the same language. So when we are um, having conversations about um, future projects, there's a screen, if you will. Does it does it align with our values? Does it help us to get to where we're going? Um, does it provide space for in innovation? Um, and so it's not that we have to, that, that we are boxed in by these values, but it gives us an opportunity to um, be more intentional about how we use our time um, and how we partner in order to have greater impact. So uh, could you give me a flavor of, I think like, out of the values or the uh, out of the strategic the strategic vision, what what stands out the most in the work that you did? Now the we've begun to align our business operations 
with the way that we show up in program. So that that alignment, that all of the things that we are doing, um, we bring the same level of intentionality. We bring the same level of excellence. We bring the same level of commitment to questioning um, and, and creating safe space for us to have exciting conversations and to celebrate as well as to have difficult conversations. Um, we've had to sunset some things over the last, you know, two years as we look about, as we look at what it is we're trying to accomplish long term. We've um, done some restructuring in terms of our, our staffing model. We made the, the choice to, um, uh, to move we had a lot of contractual teaching artists and we moved them to um, part-time employees because building community and striving for excellence. Um, and we wanted them to understand the level of commitment that we had to them as individuals and their growth. Um, and that allowed us to do that. So from everything to, you know, signing contracts for printers <laughs> to thinking about, um, new partnerships and or programs, it all comes through that screen of our values. So, and how do you, like, how do you make sure that the values and your strategic mission is always thought of in the meetings? Do you, are you, do you go over it before every meeting with, the, with everyone in the room? Does someone just remember? Is someone the, the, the person who's the evangelist for it? How do you make sure that everyone's playing on the same page and remembers all that's all the values, the vision, all that? So with our, I'll, I'll start with our board. With, with our board, it, it is um, integrated into how we report out on what's happening and the questions that we ask one another as we plan for the future. With our staff meetings, we have... Um, a specific cadence, if you will, of when are we visioning? Um, when are we reporting? When are we problem solving? And um, as a part of those those visioning sessions and those reporting sessions, there are questions asked about where in your work um, did this value uh, show up the most? Where in your work do you feel like you missed the mark or it, it was harder to get to? And having those conversations has helped everyone to feel more connected to the overall mission. Um, things have become less siloed uh, and more, um, I keep using the word intentional, but it, it truly is yeah. uh, how we, how we move about the work, how we interact with one another um, are all through those values. And it allows, allows everyone to call in. Um, many people use the word call out, but how we call in one another and hold each other accountable um, for living up to those values, because if we're not, how can we expect others to understand it, and how we can can we expect others to um, to to live it every day? You know, this is not um, I don't want to say normal. <laughs> this is really good work you're doing. I mean, you know, I, the intentional part, the fact that the way that you structure your meetings, the way that you uh, you report on things using a certain methodology. This is pretty advanced stuff. Uh, you know, you, you do realize that this isn't really done very often at other organizations. 
It's not something I've ever given any thought to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you should pat yourself on the back. It's it's really, really good, you know. I mean, I bring on a lot of consultants onto the podcast, right? And, you know, that's, you know, ha, ha, do you work with a consultant that kind of helped you with this? We, we did not. Uh, aside from going through that mission mapping process with led by the board, um, the the reporting out, the structuring of our staff meetings have been things that we've continued to um, to test, you know, we, we pilot something and if it doesn't work, uh, we keep what did and we move on from what didn't. Um, but we, you know, commit to a culture of learning, um, which is a part of excellence, right? If we're not continuously, uh, evaluating and reflecting and, um, making the tweaks where necessary, is it really striving for excellence? Um, and more often than not, we come up with no. And so we keep, we keep, moving in that direction. Well, wow. the discipline to stay on it too is really good. You know, I'm not, this is not self-serving. I'm just always blown away I, by the guests that we have uh, on the Nonprofit MBA podcast. The, if, if an executive director were to listen to, well, they may not have to listen to all 80 of them, um, but you know, usually, I, and I know what most people, listeners do, they pick and choose based on what they're interested in at the time. And that's fine. But if you, if I would just tell the, the listeners that if you were to listen to every single one of these podcasts, your nonprofit organization, because of the experts I have on, are would just run like really, really well. And um, you know, I think there's it's good to have a consultant sometimes come on because they hold you accountable. But if you have a, a really good board or someone on the board who can kind of do that too, that that's really great. So so. I have to ask you, I wanted to ask you earlier, but I wanted to hear the rest of it. What are your core values? So our core values are strive for excellence, build community. Um, and now I feel like I'm put on the spot and I can't call them right now. I get it. No. <laughs> Those are the ones that we're focused on right now in this month. Um, we don't uh, dial into all of them at once every day. Yeah. Because um, that can be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I uh, I actually have mine uh, my from my organization. I always have it printed out. Um, you know, like I've had similar values for twenty five years, and sometimes it doesn't always roll off the tip of your tongue, but it should. I know. Yeah, I'm not mm -hmm. sure you feel that way, but um, um, and sometimes you can articulate it differently. But I, I find having it printed out. You know, you know, you know, what I learned that from. I, I learned a lot of this for. Um, 25, uh, 27 years ago, prior to that, for eight and a half years, I worked for a company called Xerox Corporation. And, you know, Xerox of its day uh, was the Google of its day, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's not really well known. But what happened was um, they were applying for these really prestigious awards for quality. And, um, and one of the things that was important was that all the employees had to know the core values of the organization. Mm -hmm. And uh, what what Xerox did at the time was they printed out all these small wallet cards at the time people carried wallets. We're getting ready to get those, yes. Yeah. And so what it would happen is they, and then they made a big deal um, by saying that the CEO of Xerox could visit your district and you better know these. He's going to ask you what your core values are of the organization. Mm -hmm. And so um, on top of that, um, they 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 did they went further 
and they made you, they, they showed you, they told you what the core values of their organization was. They told you what their strategic plan, uh, not plan was the, um, uh, their mission statement was. And, um, and then you had to fill in what your mission statement was as a oh, person. That's interesting. Yeah. And, and then what your core, well, I took it to another level because so then Xerox would say, okay, how are you going to achieve these goals that we have as a company? Um, not personally, but uh, in your job at this organization. So it became part of our review, our employee review process. And, and I saw that and I thought it was so good that I said, you know what, I'm going to add my own core values to this hmm. and I'm going to add my own personal strategic uh, plan and I'm going to add my own uh, uh, mission statement. And I've had that for 27 years. Um, now I do it for the company, but I also do it for myself too. So, um, you know, so it's just, you know, going back to the idea of a mission statement, a core values is not valuable if you're no one in your organization knows about it and practices it. I'm sure you found that as well. Oh, absolutely. Which is part of why we integrate it um, regularly into our conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes what I, and what I do too, a lot of times is before we start a meeting um, every once in a while, I go back over everything. I, like in other words, I'll say, okay, I just want to remi remind everybody this is our mission statement. I want to remind everybody this is our values. Does anybody have any questions? Does anybody not? Does anybody think that our values have changed? Does anybody think that mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know we're not in alignment anymore? Um, just you know, every once in a while, like once a quarter, I'll go back over that with my management team to kind of kind of do that again. So, um, so where do you think? Um, You've done a lot of that work. Um, what do you think your next big push will be from a big picture strategic view type standpoint? Ultimately, our our goals are increasing equity through the arts. Um, and in Detroit, I mean, globally, right, we've all taken a huge hit um, in the last year with multiple pandemics. Um, in Detroit, uh, there was, it was all over the news about the digital divide in communities, um, which is absolutely uh, a challenge um, that we're still working through as schools continue to have to go, you know, back and forth, hybrid or, or virtual. Um, and there's still the reality that not all young people in the city and or in the metropolitan area have access to creative youth development programs, have access to after school programs or before school programming, that they even all have, that all schools are fully staffed with the, the teachers and counselors that they need to, um, to really holistically support young people. So um, the way that, that Mosaic intends to show up is that we are better able to support these school communities um, in order to be able to best support the young people. We've recently started doing some work, um, actually over the last three years, where um, not only have we continued to commit uh, to a focus of supporting young people to, um, to successfully complete high school, but also to um, 
navigate the the transition after high school? Are you exploring um, college or some other continued education pathway? Um, and then now the work is how do we help you help you persist so that you complete that that next level of training um, and to further explore the, the career pathways that align your passions, your um, your skill sets and growing your professional network so that you have mentors and, and, and thought partners as you continue to grow um, in the way that you had it when you were a youth ensemble member here. So that's. That's the, I would say, you know, five to 10 year dream. Um, 30 years down the line, uh, the, the hope is that there are, um, that we're able to reach even more young people, right? And that they are also being conduits of, of, of change and bridges for other young people so that the opportunity gap continues to close. Now, so tell me a little bit more about Mosaic Youth Theater. So, do you work with high schools and, and schools directly, or do you have your own? Do, do the kids go from the schools and come to you? We have both. So okay. uh, we have our youth ensemble program, which is the one that we are uh, most known for. Um, the, through the youth ensemble program, they uh, participate in comprehensive um, and scaffolded uh, arts training, leadership training, and then college and career pathway support. In addition to that, we partner with local elementary, middle, and high schools to augment their um, arts programs or to bring it to their school because they don't have the capacity to offer the programming. Additionally, we have summer camp programs and several different career pathways for young people to explore uh, various arts careers and adjacent um, career pathways. Now, uh, the biggest funding that you receive is what 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 channel? Is it from the camps? Is it from the schools? Uh, is it from an indiv- individuals? What's the biggest funding area? Earned revenue makes up less than 5% of our budget. We mm-hmm. are um, primarily supported by foundations, then government, um, and then uh, individuals. And so the uh, so then I guess you're always applying for grants. We, we apply for lots of grants indeed. Yeah. Now, do you do you have a grant writer, uh, or do you have, or is that done by you? Uh, I do some grant writing, but we also contract with a, a grant writer and are looking well. to um, uh, to expand our fund development staff. Yeah, yeah. So maybe bring somebody on so they can do it and teach and get them to. Oh, that's cool. Um, how long have you been doing what you've been doing now? So I've been in this role since July of 2019, but oh. um, I've been working at Mosaic since the early 2000s. Since you were 15. <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> well, they saw something special in you at 15. They said, oh, she could be a good executive director. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> do, you, do you play an instrument? Uh, I play piano, but my first instrument was the clarinet. Wow. Cool. That's the My father uh, was a professional musician, but... That's uh, saying it loosely. He um, he pl- he had his own polka band and he played in for forty years. He played three days a week, every week, mm. and uh, he he always told me clarinet was the hardest instrument to learn. Well, then That's I'm glad he- I started with it because piano <laughs> gave me the blues, and I'm still not great at it. Oh. Um, my, my primary instrument is is voice, and I do a lot of uh, songwriting and choral writing, and so yeah. So what do you, what do you love about your job? Uh, seeing the light bulb come on when 
um, people begin to realize that they are enough, um, that they are um, powerful, and that what they have to say, even when you're six or 12, or um, is, is vitally important um, to what the world will look like and what the world is now. Um, so really teaching or inviting people and walking along with them as they learn to um, find, harness, um, and wield their power is absolutely hands down the favorite part of my job. Um, have you ever seen a kid who you're like, oh my God, <laughs> he is going to be, or she's going to be a star. She is. Uh, yeah, I see that. And honestly, I see in that every kid, right? In, in every I, young person and person that I meet, yeah. uh, it's just about getting them to know it for themselves. Um, yeah. as, in terms of stardom, um, I don't think about that so much um, in the artistic terms, so much as I do in the in the human term. Yes. You know, what impact you're making an impact right now on the world, whether you know it or not. Yeah. Um, when you really begin to come into your own, uh, what the possibilities are really get me excited. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess, I guess I have this, this vision and I, I definitely understand uh, people who uh, can be late bloomers too. Um, that sometimes it's just a God given gift and that, God-given gift, if used, um, if if you work really hard at it, can turn into something really, really special because it's a gift. Yeah. And you know, um, I think we all know stories of people like Michael Jordan who got cut in his freshman year basketball team, uh, and and just worked his keister off. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we we see stories like that all the time, but I think we also see uh, sometimes in the arts where people were just given this incredible gift and then they used it wisely and then yes. waste it. Right. And yes. I, that's sometimes that's pretty an amazing thing. Right. Investing in yourself is extremely important. Um, and we're often so focused on results that we don't take the time to do just that, uh, which delays our progress. Now, uh, I asked you what your, your the favorite part of your job is. What's the worst part of your job? I would say the, the, the part that keeps me up at night is knowing that there are so many young people who we aren't reaching. Mm. Um, that there are still pockets of um, the city itself. Um, and then, of course, globally, of, of young people and schools who are still on the fringes, um, who feel unseen um, and who are not getting the support or the resources that they need. And what that does to the human spirit um, greatly concerns me. Now, the one part that we didn't talk about here was the leading part, right? How to be a better leader. Um, you've been in the leading role right now since 2019, I think you said, right? Um, what what are you doing to try to improve your leadership skills? So um, quite a bit. I have uh, enrolled in various leadership development programs. Um, I recently uh, was able to engage a leadership coach. Um, I 
I continue to operate as a teaching artist. So I'm still the primary conductor for our mosaic singers and talk about lessons in leadership. I give, I, I consistently invite and challenge the young artists to call me in. Um, I ask them not only questions about process and about the program, but also questions about me and how I show up in a room, um, what things they uh, appreciate, what things they don't. Um, and I also, and because I have the, the musical background, you know, yes, there's a conductor, but it's very clear that the, the music, the magic is created by the group. Um, so all, you know, even all of the work with the values and all of the work with, with um, envisioning our future, all of those are conversations with a collective body of people. Um, it's not me. I just happen to be the, the person that's chosen to, that has been chosen to be the voice for this period of time. And I think that as long as I keep, and all of us, as long as we, we keep that in mind, that yes, we, we are individuals, but we're individuals, a part of a larger community. Um, and we have to, you know, we have to share that power in order to move forward. Um, is really what it's all about. The thing that, uh, that um, I noticed in you and just, dawned on me. I think the people who are humble are the ones that are the special people, right? Like they're the, the if you can stay humble and um, teach that to children. And um, I think that's what really makes a person a, a great person. Don't, don't you think? I definitely, um, think that humility is a, a trait that is often overlooked. Yeah. Um, I also think that being a great listener um, is also extremely important. Yeah. I think they go hand in hand. I don't think you can be humble without being a great listener. Right. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I think it, it does go hand in hand. So I, I noticed the humility in you. That's why I kind of mention it, and uh, it's 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 a. I think it's a great trait. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm really impressed, and I, I'm, I I love this topic. I think it's just a really important for nonprofits to understand their their mission, their values, their you know where they're going, and 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 to have leadership skills. Um, improving every single day. I would tell you from personal experience, uh, leadership is not born. Leadership is learned and uh, you have to work hard at it. You have to read, you have to take courses, you have to pay attention. You have to see how you're doing it. I love the way you're asking people uh, as well. I, I don't know if I would like to know the, uh, the, how I can improve as a leadership <laughs> answer, but you got to ask it anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, so I really, uh, it's really kind of all the time we have today. I'd like to thank so very much, uh, D. Lachey Strouder from uh, Mosaic Youth Theater of Detroit for coming on today's podcast. And if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend. 
and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And if you liked today's podcast, please give us a review on your podcasting app to help us get the word out. And of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your nonprofit, you can call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. There you can get a free offer letter that um, takes two minutes for you to figure it, to, to get it. Um, you don't need to provide any documentation. Um, so uh, I want to always, I always end this at the end. You guys in the nonprofit world are making the world a better place every single day. I need to do my part. I try to do my part, but I want to thank you all for being on the battle lines. Uh, you know, we, we really need more people making a difference and you guys are doing it every single day. So pat yourselves on the back and, and, uh, and, and uh, tell yourself you're, you're doing a good job. Um, give yourself some credit. And so everybody, the weather's changing out there. It's getting a lot nicer. Uh, we get to get outside. You know, I think we all are glad that the COVID's probably going to be over. We're hoping and uh, get to enjoy the spring, summer, and fall again. So everybody have a fantastic day. 